I think whatever you do, you should do what you most want to do and what you're best at. Too many people don't really do what their heart's desire is, but they try to do something else because they think, well, it'll be easy to get a job or to make money. And if that happens, then when you're doing it, you feel like you're working. But if you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. It's easier for you to do. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 177. This episode has been a long time in the making, so we hope that you get some value or some inspiration out of it. I know the clip at the very beginning of this episode with the late, fantastic, great Stan Lee is something that always hits home for me, talking about doing something that you're passionate about or doing something that you're interested in makes productivity and building something that much more enjoyable as you work through it. I think it is a good time to remind you that this is kind of the backbone of everything that Detour is about and everything that we've ever wanted it to be is kind of hitting to this point of starting a Disney project or creating a outlet for you to share your Disney passion is what it's always been about. For me, starting Detour filled that void that things in my professional life were not filling. It flexes creative muscles that you don't get to flex in other places. And I hope that this can do the same for you. If you're on the fence about starting something, hope that something will hit home that we talk about today and spark something new in you. I agree. And with that, we will get started. We're going to share eight reasons why we think you should start a Disney project. And as we started Detour, these are all the same reasons that we have found to be true for us. We can apply all of these things to Detour. Yeah, and it, and maybe you've already started a project. And for us, this was a good exercise in remembering why you started something. So number one of eight is a productive use of your time. I think we all fall victim to it that you have your productive hours and your non-productive hours. And there's a time and a place to sit on the couch or to play video games or to watch Disney movies. This is obviously what we do with a lot of our spare time. But there's other hours where you can spend building something or flexing those creative muscles that you don't get to or following a passion or connecting with like-minded people. Yeah, and I think having that productive use of time not only allows us to build something that we enjoy, but then it allows us to share it with other people also. The second reason to start a Disney project, specifically Disney, is that it does allow us to engage with the parks when we're away. Not everyone has the luxury of living in Florida or in the Orlando area. And for me, this is probably one of my favorite aspects of being part of the Disney community and being friends with so many other like-minded people is that even though we're not there, we're still connected. 
I think that all of us kind of look to the parks for inspirations or moments of clarity or just a break from reality. And so having some sort of project to lean on whenever you're missing the parks can give you that little bit of escapism that you otherwise can't get. I know that creating these episodes is a little slice of Disney that we feel further connected to it. Like our storytelling series is probably birthed completely out of that idea of we need a deeper connection to the parks. We're not there as often as we'd like to be. It really helps our mental state and being able to dive into that to something like that full force really alleviates a lot of those quote unquote Disney blues that you get. Yeah. And it even just makes me again, think of that Stan Lee quote where it kind of allows us to separate away from just the everyday kind of mundane tasks or our job. If we had a rough day, you know, it does allow us to reshift our focus onto something that does genuinely make us happy and it can kind of turn your day around just because it's something that we enjoy. The other way that I think you can look at this as well is when you are in the parks, it has made us experience them differently than before. There's a deeper connection or even just things that we've missed over the years that people have been able to tell us about. We were just talking about yesterday. We have not done many of the restaurants in World Showcase. Like mm -hmm. we've missed Le Cellier and Rosen Crown and the wine cellar in Italy. I don't know how we've never been to things like that. I feel like without Detour, we would still be caught in the cycle of doing the exact same thing on every single trip. Oh, for sure. I completely agree with that. So it has allowed us to even broaden our horizons with Disney, which is something that we didn't even know we needed. But here we are. Yeah. Number three is to join a community of like-minded people. This might be my favorite item on the list. The number of friends that we have created that we otherwise never would have met is astounding, mm -hmm. is the right word, I guess. I mean, the thought that we used to go to Disney, we would see Catherine's sister, which is great. That's, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times one of the main reasons why we're going down there, but that's it. And when she was working, we'd be hanging out at the parks with each other and there's still value. We love spending time <laughs> together. All the time together. But especially now in quarantine. Yeah. So fun seeing Lots you. Lots of time. Every waking moment. So great. <laughs> but the ability to know that we have friends who maybe our trips overlap or they are local that we can ask them to come hang out with us and come eat lunch with us. That goes a long way of being around people who just kind of get you in a different way that maybe your existing network of friends does not. I don't know about your friends, Catherine. None of my friends like <laughs> Disney. Well, that is something that I was going to hit on, too, is just that it is nice. You know, you have friends from all walks of life, you know, childhood friends, college friends, colleagues that you're friends with. And you always find different things that connect you to those people. But what we have found is that those connections are rarely Disney. You know, we connect with those people for other reasons. So it is really fun to connect with someone 
through your love of Disney, because at least for us crazy Disney people, it's something that we really are passionate about. And to find other people to know that there's a whole other network of people out there like that is so exciting. And I think that's a huge perk of starting your own Disney project because, you know, you can engage with all the Disney content that you want without creating it. But it does add that extra level of connection, I guess, when you're creating something together or you're collaborating or you're asking for someone's opinion and you trust them to give you that fair and honest opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think if you asked any Disney creator, a lot of times, one of the first thing they would mention, one of their favorite parts of doing it is the community. We've talked about it and it sounds so cliche at this point, but the Disney community is very unique that for the most part, everybody is so welcoming, so supportive, so willing to share in the magic and share their love and passion for Disney or the parks with you that it really is something that I don't think you can anticipate until you're in it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The number four is it does give you that creative outlet. And this is something, again, that you might not even know that you're missing it until you fill that void. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because for me in particular, you know, this was Brendan's baby. This was his idea. He knew that he wanted to start a podcast and I was completely supportive of that. It took a while for me to become interested and then for me to help co-host. But that was something that I never anticipated doing. But it has filled that void of allowing myself to think outside of my comfort zone, think outside the box, um, and just fill that hole for a hobby. Yeah, I mean, I think when I first decided that I wanted to start some sort of Disney project, I thought I was going to be a blogger. Mm Mm-hmm. We tried multiple blogs as well, and it just never seemed to get off the ground. It never seemed right. And I think that it is an exercise that you have to do is you have to figure out where where do you connect with creatively? Is it writing a script for a podcast or an agenda? I guess is a better word. Is it photography? Is it videography? God bless you if it is. (laughs) Uh, Is it blogging? Is it making products? Is it, you know, I think your initial thought of what you would want to do maybe doesn't always match up with the end result. Mm -hmm. But for some, you know, if you're an artist and you know that you are going to design T-shirts or make ears or artwork, you know, sometimes that's just because you grew up artistic and you're looking for a way to connect the two. And I always love that. I'm so in awe of those people who have that artistic ability because that's not us. But I do think having that creative outlet for something that you love rather than just a job, you know, can spark some of those creative juices that you might not get to, as Brendan has said, flex. Yeah. I mean, I just think about right now I'm working from home. I have my day job. I have my responsibilities. So right now, my work computer and my personal computer are the same machine. There's no mix. You know, there's no separation of the two. Mm -hmm. It's been really eye opening for me in this process of 
I'm tempted to work on Detour all day long. I am, you know, so deep in a project or figuring something out for my day job. But if my mind, if I allow my mind to wander, I'm going back towards Detour. And I'm going back towards how can I promote this material or who can I connect with that would be helpful for us? Or let me think of a new episode idea or whatever it might be. And I think that's really telling about where, if you allow your mind to wander, where does it take you? Mm, I like that. That's a good exercise for everybody. And I do think that kind of leads into the next reason as well. Number five. Number five is it gives you that potential for untapped success. And I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. But for us, it's really exciting because when you start a project, you don't know what the final outcome is going to be. You know, it's unknown. Um, but just having that excitement and what can it be and how can we grow it? gives us, again, kind of that desire to keep going. I think there's, this really comes down to motivation and what you're looking for. The possibility of, I guess, really the question is, what does success look like in your mind? Mm -hmm. I'd say if a year and a half ago, if I had shown myself the number of downloads that we get for detour or the number of friends that we've made or the number of episodes that we put out, I would have said that's a success. If I look at it right now, I don't know if I would say it's a success yet, but it's interesting. It's kind of a moving target, but having a project to pour yourself into unlocks many of those discussions of saying, what could this become? Could it become a secondary income stream for me? Maybe it helps pay the bills. Maybe it helps pay for your annual pass. <laughs> or is this just something that, hey, I can connect with other like-minded people. I can get to the opportunity to share my opinion. I can get the opportunity to have a creative outlet. And that is success in my mind. So I think it's just really great to be honest with yourself about what success means and the potential for what your project could be. Does that make sense? I feel like I talked in circles. I, I think that does make sense just because it, it's hard to pinpoint success since that does look different for everybody else and for everybody's project. But the potential that, you know, whatever your definition is, you can find that in creating your own project, um, I think is really important because we all want to feel successful in whatever we do and like you said if it's a moving target and you're always um pushing yourself to do better then i think it also helps keep your project going spoiler alert a follow-up to this episode is going to be a number of reasons why you should not start a disney project mm -hmm. i think we're going to revisit this topic i'm sure we will because it is easy and we've talked about it before. It's easy to compare yourself or to define your success based off of someone else's. But we'll get into that later. But yeah, I agree. Number six, personal growth opportunities. And for me, I just think it's kind of in the same vein as a lot of other things. 
but it is putting yourself in a situation where you can challenge yourself, develop new skills, really focus in on what you want your skill set or your product or whatever it might be, what the end result, what you want it to be. I think that is one of the real disadvantages of a typical career path is that a lot of times you don't get to explore those growth opportunities the way that you would like. I can say if I went to my job and said, I'd like to create a podcast, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, great, do it on your own time. You know, Mm -hmm. doing something for yourself and starting a project that you have complete control over which direction you take it allows you to explore the areas of growth that you want to. Well, and I think it also just allows you to learn new things and new skills that maybe you wouldn't be um, opened up to otherwise. Um, for example, you know, if, if I just think about my day job and teaching, I know how to do that. I know you do A, B, C, D. You're very comfortable with it. And I could stay in that box forever. But starting a new project and being part of this podcast has kind of pushed me out of those comfort zones and forced me to grow in a way that I didn't know was possible. And I think that's really exciting when you do start a new project because you don't know everything that you're going to run into. You might have this idea, but then turning it from your idea into, you know, your actual final product There are so many things that you don't anticipate. So just being able to kind of problem solve and push through all of those things just gives you that growth that you never expected. I would say that Detour has also helped us both in our careers as well. Do you think that's fair? I could see how it would. I do think that maybe I'm better at thinking on my feet (laughs) than I was before. Yeah, I mean, I think we both become better at storytelling, which I think is applicable against many different career paths. I think our problem solving skills and our thinking bigger skills have further developed and assisted us in our day jobs as well. Yeah, I do agree that we've definitely become, I guess for me, I've become more of a planner than I ever was because you like to think out about, you know, different things that can happen, what we might want to do next, what we might want to try, what we're going to scrap, whatever it might be. And I'm just kind of like, oh, well, I'm happy with this, you know, and I think that that's always been one of my downfalls is that I do just get very comfortable and I feel happy with it. But whenever you are Working on a project, you do always have to think about those next steps. Number seven, to fill a void or to find a niche to help someone else and to fill a void for them. It's a mouthful. It is. What I mean by that, and I've said it, I don't know if I've said it recently on a podcast episode, but something that has always driven me is the opportunity that you could say something at the right time, at the right moment to the right person that would change everything for them. You never know who is struggling. Like you you don't know who's listening or who is 
taking in your content or taking in your product, whatever it might be, and you don't know the changes that it can make. That's not to make this seem like a bigger deal than it is. Because I think we're both very humble throughout this process. Are you humble if you say you're humble? Though? <laughs> it's kind of a catch-22. But you know what I mean? Like for me, when I was looking to fill a void that my career was not, I was very susceptible to hearing things like, you can pursue a project that's focused around Disney. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can put up a website. Anybody can get guests to come on and talk with you about Disney in an interview style podcast. You know, hearing those things out loud and affirmed by someone else changed things for me. And I think we all have to be aware that we hold that same power. That even if 10 people listen to this episode, it could change something for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when we do go back to the beginning about why we started this, that really was it. We were trying to find a way to help someone else fill that void that they might have been feeling in their lives because it's something that we experienced and we figured, you know, there has to be someone else out there like us who is looking for this outlet and who doesn't know that there are all these other people out there, other like-minded people who do the same exact thing. Um, because that's kind of how we fell into it. We had no clue that there were hundreds of thousands of other Disney lovers out there who were doing things and creating these awesome products. And that's why we started it. Yeah. So I think it even goes down to like your Instagram caption could change something for somebody or fill a void. Your blog post, your Instagram story, your Facebook post, your TikTok, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe TikTok didn't have that power. It might be a stretch. But all of those things are being consumed by other people. And you never know when it's going to hit and when it's going to catch on to someone. And that not that really the whole point of doing this? Mm -hmm. You're doing a disservice to that person out there if you don't start your project and get your voice out there. And number eight, last but not least, and this is kind of cheesy, but it's very true. It can become a source of happiness for you. And we have talked to so many people on our show where they just say, you know, this brings them joy. That's what they're looking to get out of this. That's why they started that Instagram account. That's why they first started helping their friends plan Disney trips and it turned into something else because it makes them smile and it makes them think about the parks and Disney and all the things that, you know, bring them just that pure joy. And that's what we all want. And I think it's great that this one ended our list because it's the most important one. And the one I think you have to remind yourself of the most often. It is so easy to get caught up in the numbers of everything and comparing yourself to other creators or other people in the space. And you have to remember that you're doing this for you. There's no like 
There's no download. There's no sell of one of your items that is going to bring you the source of happiness that you can bring upon yourself. And if you start to find yourself, and it will happen, it has happened to us many, many, many times, depending on these outside sources to bring you the happiness and bring you the motivation, you need to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important because when you're looking for the source of happiness, you know, really, you are the only person who can dictate that. And we've allowed the podcast for us to kind of be that outlet that we can gain that happiness from. But there are those different pitfalls that you can fall into. And if that starts to take away from the happiness of your project, then you do have to reevaluate and ask yourself, you know, what about this isn't working? You know, what can I change? And again, I think it goes back to that Stan Lee quote, where if you are truly happy with what you're doing, it doesn't matter how many hours you might be putting into something or how much work it might be, you know, that final product, if that's bringing you joy, then it's all worth it. And this has sounded a little bit negative, And I, I want to end on a high note. The other side of this is for us, Detour has brought us so much happiness. I can't even explain it. Yeah. Sometimes the ability to come home after a tough day and know that we get to record a podcast episode tonight. Or we get to talk to somebody who has this vlog that we are so interested in, like we're just enamored with it. Having that to look forward to and having that as a source of excitement and happiness is so rewarding. And I want that for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's the same on a small scale. It's the same kind of excitement that we get when we plan a Disney trip or when we are going to Disney. You know, it's that little slice that we can have here in Tennessee. Yeah. I hope this list was good. There's so much more that we can discuss here, but if you are thinking about something or maybe you haven't thought about it up to this point, but something sparked for you and thought, you know what, maybe I'll try to take some new photographs in Disney next time, or maybe I will start a blog or record a little video sharing one of my Disney trips, whatever it might be, starting somewhere and allowing that to grow and to nurture it and to do all the things in the list of why you should start a Disney project is so worth it. Yeah. And there is no time like the present. You have lots of time, you know, sit down and really think about what you would like to create and just go from there. And, you know, we've said it a lot. Our guests say it all the time. But when you do get that idea, you do start to feel that spark of inspiration. Don't wait. Don't think you have to have it all together first. Just go for it and figure it out as you go and you won't regret it. Well said. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We will be back on Wednesday to do our storytelling series. This week is Splash Mountain. Yes, one of Brendan's picks, and we're excited about it because we did ask for some input on our Facebook group about fun stories that other people had. We genuinely laughed 
reading them and we're excited to share them as well as our personal experiences with Splash Mountain. Maybe one of the most polarizing attractions out there. People love love it it. or hate it. It's kind of like Tower of Terror as well. Mm But very excited to do that. Hope you can join us on Wednesday. If you were ever looking for a great way to help us out on the podcast, leaving us an iTunes review or an Apple podcast review, whatever they call it now, (laughs) is absolutely the best way to help us. It tells Apple that you are enjoying the show and they should show it to more people and have it pop up on their feed. So thank you guys so much. Hope you are staying safe and staying happy out there. And we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.